You feel good? I feel good. I feel I feel so good. I feel like I feel like Vanilla Ice beating MC Hammer in a dance contest. Yeah. <laughs> I, feel, I feel that good. That's pretty good. Actually, it's funny. I didn't feel great. That's why my voice is crazy scrag, scraggly. Scrag, no, I guess that the beard is scraggly. My, my voice is scratchy. So well, it good. sounds amazing. Well, yes, it's it going to be low and slow. Yes, you're, you're like a smooth jazz operator. <laughs> Welcome to Manfully Live Podcast. My name is Mike with a mic, and next to me is my amigo, Deacon Nick. And if this is your first time tuning in to Man Fully Alive podcast, which the name for Man Fully Alive comes from the quote from St. Irenaeus, that the glory of God is man fully alive. Well, the reason we chose that name, Man Fully Alive, is because in order to experience the glory of God and become that man fully alive, you have to know God. And so we designed this podcast to be a way for men to reflect on the gospel from Sunday Mass or in preparation for Sunday Mass. Also, we will give you a challenge for the week and we will reflect on the implications, especially the masculine implications that come with being a man and a Christian man at that. Yeah, and hopefully they're real practical. I, I like choosing things that are practical that help us grow incrementally towards holiness and and. What better way to do that than to reflect on God's word each week and to, and to set up a goal? To build off of the reading from last week, which was Christ saying, I am the vine and you are the branches. Yes, yes. And, and reminding us to remain with him, uh, which we'll see that theme come up again today. But we should probably uh, open up with some prayer, huh? I am ready when you are. Let's pray it up. All right. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Amen. Lord Jesus Christ, we love and we praise you, and we ask you to help us to celebrate during this, uh, this season, this season of joy, this season of Easter, um, to celebrate with heartfelt devotion, uh, the kind of devotion where we, where we are conscious of our actions and conscious of our relationship with you and, and seek you uh, in all those little moments throughout the day. Lord, we ask you to to help us this day to raise our hearts and minds to you, that we may accomplish your will in our lives. We ask all this through Christ, our Lord. Amen. Amen. Mm. Love it. Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, you know we 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 need to we need to pick up on our challenge from last week, which was this prayer of presence, right? A a prayer that is inviting God just into our life and. I mean, there was a couple times where I did a good job on this one, you know, just a couple where I was feeling stressed because I had too many meetings within a day that I probably should have had, you know, four, but I had like six. And at some point, my brain kind of was just not functioning on all cylinders. And, yeah. you know, when I think when you get overwhelmed, especially, you just need to you need to call them in. You need it's, it's kind of like when when in battle and you're overwhelmed you're calling in reinforcements like Jesus come be with me yeah and yeah. that's that's essentially what 
what happened, you know, just Jesus, come be with me because I'm, I, 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 I hope I'm doing your will, but I don't know if I am. And just take over and I'm trusting you to handle this. Yeah. That, I mean, that's exactly what it is. It, it's honestly one of my favorite prayers. And sometimes I even like to start my, my routine of prayer or my daily prayer with this, this, uh, consciousness of God's presence. I, call to mind the fact that he really is here with me uh, while I'm praying. But, but more than that, he's, he's really here with me all the time. Yeah. Um, and I have, a, I have a pretty good imagination, so it's not hard for me to imagine, oh, I mean, Jesus standing there before me. And when I call his name, um, even reaching out to him, um, it's a little Ignatian in, in my practice. St. Ignatius was always very big about using the imagination. And so I have found that to be a, of great benefit to me. Uh, to to imagine the presence that really is true. I mean, he really is yeah. there, and for me to imagine it gives me comfort, gives me uh, the ability to to focus my prayer towards him. And so uh, I love it. It's, it's one of my favorite practices that I do uh, pretty often. Well, you know, that's I, it was a relevant challenge because the hustle and the bustle, there's a million things you can put in your day. But really, how often are we reconnecting back to the vine, right? Voluntarily, self-selecting, God, I need you with me. Uh, we talked about uh, Liturgy of the Hours, the start of every Liturgy of the Hours prayer, which is a, a route prayer that they do in most uh, uh, seminaries and uh, really most re religious orders. Oh, God, come to my assistance. Oh, Lord, make haste to help me. And it's just kind of a, a, an easy reminder. You don't even have to go into prayer from there, but just, oh, God, come to my assistance. Lord, make haste to help me because I need help. Absolutely. You know? Yeah, and yeah, and all deacons, all priests, all nuns, all required to do <laughs> at least more than evening prayer, if not, if not more. So. Yeah, yeah, and uh, evening prayer is powerful. If you need a form of prayer that centers yourself before you go to bed, check out evening prayer and liturgy of the hours. But... We've got other stuff to cover today, so if it's okay with you, I'm going to jump right into the reading. Yeah, let's read it. Uh, um, this is a continuation of John's gospel from last week. So Yeah, so uh, the gospel from last week was uh, verses 1 through 8 of John 15. This is 9 through 17. So if it feels like we're covering the same gospel, it's exactly from the same chapter. But the message is such that it bears... Uh, there's some similarities, but there are definitely some some standalone differences as a part of this. So I thought you were going to say it bears fruit. I was, <laughs> I was like, yeah, that's in there somewhere. It, it, it does bear fruit, <laughs> and, and we'll we'll talk about the fruit that that sustains as opposed to the fruit that spoils. A reading from the Gospel of John. Jesus said to his disciples, "As the Father loves me, so I also love you. Remain in my love. If you keep my commandments." You will remain in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and remain in his love. I have told you this so that my joy may be in you and your joy might be complete. This is my commandment. Love one another as I love you. No one has greater love than this to lay down one's life for one's friends. You are my friends if you do what I command you. I no longer call you slaves because a slave does not know what his master is doing. I have called you friends because I have told you everything I have heard from my father. 
It was not you who chose me, but I who chose you and appointed you to go and bear fruit that will remain, so that whatever you ask the Father in my name, he may give you. This I command you, love one another. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Yeah, I, I love uh, the way we're able to kind of uh, expand upon some of our uh, themes that we talked about last week, because uh, this whole idea of, of love and remaining um, and bearing fruit, uh, all, all this comes up again. Um, one of the first things that I, that I really want to point out is he says, you know, as the Father has loved me, so I love you. And we touched on this last week, but I think it, it bears repeating in terms of what is love? You know, as soon as I said that, what is love? Baby, don't that song came to mind. Lady, don't hurt me. Yeah, don't hurt me. No, no more. more. Exactly. Yeah, it came to mind. Anyway, <laughs> I'm, I'm starting the head nod from Night at the Roxbury. Oh yeah, dun, dun, that's it. Dun, yeah. Dun, 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 dun. Okay. Oh boy. So, what, so is what, love? what is love? Well, especially from God. I mean, He's given us the example that the Father loves Him, right? And so, and in the same way in which the Father loves Him, He loves us. But what does that what does that mean? What is love? And and I think it it would be helpful, and you know this pretty well, uh, helpful to reflect upon the four points that were taught about what love is in marriage. Oh yeah. Um, whenever, especially whenever couples go for like marriage prep or something like that. Um. So what are those four? You, you so uh, freely. So love is given freely. Okay. Right. There's nothing. There's no exchange of goods for the love. Right. So freely, faithfully, meaning it is devoted at all times, and it's devoted to that one that one person. Uh, fully, and that is uh, meaning it is complete. It is not, uh, I love you if, or I love you conditional, right? right. It's that a, a complete gift of self, and then finally fruitfully. So those are the four S, freely faithfully, fully, and fruitfully, meaning that you will welcome the gifts of that selfless love, uh, namely with children within the, within the context of marriage. Yeah, and I think that really helps to illustrate for us the kind of love that God has for us. Mm -hmm. God also freely loves us. He doesn't put any, any condition upon his love for us. He loves us uh, not, only, not only who we are, but as we are in the moment which actually going back to that prayer of practice helps us to recognize that Jesus... Prayer of presence. Uh, sorry, yeah, prayer of presence. Thank you. Practice. Yeah. Um, well, it helps to practice it, too. It does. <laughs> it's very good to practice the prayer of presence. In practicing that prayer of presence, it reminds us that God is here with us in our struggles, each, I mean, all moments of our lives. And so he loves us as we are. Even if he's giving us the grace to move beyond that and become better, he does love us as we are. Yeah. Um, and so it's it's a totally free gift that he gives us. We don't have to earn his love. We don't. We, in fact, we can't. We can't do anything to earn it. He he freely gives it. Yeah. Um, yeah. And and faithfully, I mean, God is most definitely faithful. Uh, what's unique about God, though, is that God can be faithful to everybody all at the same time. Oh yeah. Um, which is amazing. I mean, God's love is God's love is infinite, and so uh, it doesn't run out. And it's not it's not more for you and less for me. It's he loves us. Period. Well, and I think that's a big that's a big piece to get. But love, in and of itself, is a gift of self. And I think said simply, we I think we said this in a, a previous episode, but love is desiring 
the joy and the happiness of the other and what is good for the other over the good and the needs of the self, yeah. right? It's putting the other before yourself. And I think God, Christ even says that here, to love one another as I have loved you and to love your neighbor as yourself. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And so we we image that uh, when we when we live according to this gospel and, and it gets into the way in which we live. It talks mm -hmm. about the commandments. We'll get there. But just making this point in terms of God gives his love freely and faithfully, and his love is fruitful. It bears fruit in our lives. When we love God and we accept God's love in our life, then it bears much fruit. We become loving people. Um, yeah. Passion, of course, I'm going to forget the fourth F. Uh, uh, fruit, fully. Fully, oh, well, yeah. yes. Freely, well, faithfully, fully. Fully. And just like a, a, a spouse is supposed to give all of themselves to their spouse. And yeah. it's not just bodily, right? It's emotionally, it's spiritually, it's all that they are. Yeah. Um, Christ holds nothing back. Christ loves us totally and completely. Um, and, and, and so much so to where he even gives us his body and his blood in and through the Eucharist. Oh, yeah. So, and and um, through, the, through the sacrifice on the cross. Absolutely. Not just the sacrifice yeah. of the mass, but the sacrifice on the cross, where he literally was the sacrificial lamb that was sacrificed at Passover for us. Yeah. But he was the final sacrifice, thus washing away our sins and bringing all of the hope about through his resurrection when all of the hope was fulfilled that we're, that we're living in now. Yeah, and even, exactly, and even though Jesus not only says this, but also his actions prove it over and over and over and over again. I think one thing I'd like to pause and mention here is that I think so many men know that God loves them intellectually, but have such a hard time ex experiencing it and believing it in the, in the deepest portions of their heart. Well, okay, so you're, you're bringing up a bigger issue, I think. Yes. Because if you're talking about there is a there's a regular phrase that is offered as a part of this gospel yes. and it is as the father loves me mm -hmm. and so many men have a difficult relationship with their father yeah, yeah. like a, a a relationship of of uh belittling or shame or a relationship of i never met the standards that he set for me or a, re a relationship of I, I wasn't good enough, sure. like not rising to the occasion that the, that, the, that or, or the expectations were too high and I was ever, never able to meet them. And some, and some other men, you know, don't. But I think our relationship with God is so intertwined with our relationship with our own earthly fathers. Right. And so the image of God, it can oftentimes be misconstrued if we have a rift between ourselves and our dads, right? Right, Because that's the love. He says, as the Father has loved me. And if I don't have a, a father who's loving me in my life and who's actually present in my life, man, that, that, that really makes it difficult for any time you know, where Christ says, as the Father has loved me. Well, I don't know. I don't know that love. Yeah, it can be very difficult to to understand or accept or live in that reality when, I mean, for some men and their, their father's relationship with them is simple absence. Yeah. If he's not there, how do we equate anything that God has done to anything our father has done? Or that, or that he was present 
physically, but not present mentally. You know, he would be there and he'd be the disciplinarian only. He didn't ask us how our day was. He didn't, he didn't involve us. And and that's, I think, a lot more relevant in the culture we live in now. If we, if, if I, I myself can just talk on this just very, very briefly, my phone can act as a distraction to my family. Mm. All of these stupid little apps, and there's tons of them. But speaking of apps, Christ puts almost a, a life automation tool in here, okay? <laughs> yeah. There's one of my favorite apps that exists on the phone is called If This Then That. And the nice thing is If This Then That is like a life automation tool. And what it does is you set up formulas based off what's going on in your phone for it to do things for you. So I'll give you an example. On social media, you can say, if I post something on Facebook, I want you to take that post and put it to Twitter and put it to Tumblr and put it to all the other social media pages. So you can post it one place and it goes to all of them, I see. which is really cool. Nice. There's another one where you can say, oh, I'm leaving this geographical coordinates. Text my wife, I'm on the way home. Like if I leave within a mile of my work, text my wife saying, sweetheart, I'm on the way home. Nice. Which is cool. Yeah, it's pretty convenient. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but Christ gives us one of the original if this, then that, which in essence is very simple, but in application is extremely hard, which is if you keep my commandments, you will remain in my love. That's yeah. cool. Yeah. And, and, and we have to be careful to, to, to emphasize that what that doesn't mean is if we fail to live out his commandments, it doesn't mean that he withholds his love from us. Rather, what it means is by us failing to fulfill his commandments, by us failing to love him as our Lord, um, as our Savior, as our friend, then, then we are the ones who abandon him and we fail to remain. Um, yeah. And so God is talking, to, uh, telling us, you know, if you live according to my commandments, you will experience true joy by remaining close by my side. And if you don't remain close to my side, you'll experience quite the opposite. You'll, you'll be far from me and you won't experience joy. You, yeah. You'll be, I, I don't know, in pain yeah. and sorrow. Well, it, it goes on, and this is the coolest part. He, he doesn't just tell you this. He also adds a very explicit command. Yes. Right? If you keep my commandments. By the way, the commandment I'm talking about, he says at the very last line of this gospel, this I command you, love one another. And then he reminds us at the very beginning of that paragraph, I have told you this so that my joy may be in you and your joy may be complete. Right. If we remain with him, we will experience complete joy. When was the last time you were completely happy, like guilt-free Giddy, stupid, completely happy. You know, this will this will sound as though I rehearsed it, but I didn't because it wasn't that long ago where I had a more profound experience and understanding that despite my sinfulness, despite my own self-condemnation from time to time, mm -hmm. God sort of broke through and reminded me of the fact that he really did love me. That he was really okay with who I was. How long ago was this? It it was just a couple months ago. 
Really? It was just a couple months ago. And I mean, it's not like I didn't know this. It's not like I haven't learned this before, but I was in prayer and I had a profound experience of it that brought me to tears. And I thought to myself, wow, like, I've known this, and yet God can still break through to new levels over and over again to help me understand just how much it's true. When my heart might say, well, yes, brain, I know you know that, but sometimes I don't feel that way. Yeah. But on that day, my heart went, ah, there it is. In fact, there he is, and there's his love. Well, I don't, you don't, you don't strike me as a guy who cries a lot. I don't think. Well, I, yeah, you know what I mean. Like, no, probably not a lot. Yeah, yeah. So it's the fact that that joy can be overwhelming and cause you to experience that level. I mean, that's that's real. That's 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 tangible. That's palpable. My, uh, I, I lived in the Philippines for a year of my life, and I had had this like kind of perfect day. Okay, where uh, the night before it was my birthday, and in that part of the world, I had bought, uh, <laughs> I'd spent like 20 or 30 bucks, right, in, yeah. in American cash, and I had bought liquor for the entire town, Oh wow. who all came out for my birthday. I have never picked up a tab and felt so, like, thanked for it, you know, the way this whole town, right, I had gotten two, like, of these uh, cases of these one-liter bottles of beer, and... <laughs> the whole town all comes out. We all have a good time. You're everybody's sure. best friend that night. I, I, well, it wasn't even like intentional. It was just like, I want the people that are here for this big celebration, which we were all coming for a celebration because we're a bunch of volunteers all at one place. And they were like, hey, we also got you a cake. And I'm like, well, if you've got a cake, I got to run down to the store. So I run down to the store with two <laughs> other guys that are volunteers. And I'm like, I need all your beer. <laughs> all of it. <laughs> yeah. Nice. And, uh, it was awesome. It was just this really cool moment. But the very next day, right, I wake up and we go on this hike and we go through these waterfalls and we're, we're doing like cliff jumping at some part of it. But then we're, it's, it's time for us all to go back to where we're serving. Yeah. And I'm on the, the little jeepney, which are these like uh, taxis, right, that is driving down the mountainside. Now we're on a two-lane highway. And I realize I'm just like, on fire just nothing in the world that is within my control is bad and i feel god's presence like i feel him dwelling with me maybe not seeing him or having some sort of physical experience of it just i feel light like light at heart awesome and i'm grinning like an idiot and all these Filipinos are like, what, what is wrong with this American, right? Nice. <laughs> and uh, everybody calls you, hey, Joe. But my bag that I had borrowed from somebody at the place I was living, so it's not even my bag. I'm just using it for this trip. Yeah. Falls off the top of the jeepney because they didn't secure it. And hits the road like this concussion bomb and like lotion and toothpaste and my <laughs> pillow has a tire mark because a car runs over it. Right. And so I'm, I'm like, potapo, potapo, and I stop the... I stop the jeep me and we go running out and I get my, I get, gather up all my stuff and the guy who's like taking the tickets on the back runs out with me and grabs my pillow. Get back and everybody's looking at me like, oh, this American's just going to flip out, <laughs> right? They're expecting like big American 
blow up. Yeah. They've yeah. seen it in the movies. The ugly American. The ugly American is about to show his face. Yeah, yeah. And I am so at peace before this that I I realize that like the devil threw my bag from the top of that. Right. Something we, we didn't even like hit a bump. It just fell off. And I start laughing. Like uncontrollably. I am like shaking with laughter. Because I'm just like of course, it's the one trip where I borrow some dude's bag and it's like a, a name brand bag. Yeah. Like a really nice name brand. And he got it from his family that's in the States and he's a Filipino dude. Yeah. And it's like Calvin Klein or some super expensive bag. And I'm just like, I don't know how I'm going to do this, but eh, it's just a bag. Yeah, exactly. It's <laughs> awesome. Oh, but that's the that's the type of joy that that Christ is calling us to. And... Oftentimes we get so wrapped up in, well, the commandments are just a list of don'ts. Yeah. This is a guide to our happiness. Yeah. It, the commandments are, you're right, a, a guide. To follow God's commandments leads to pure joy. That That's what it leads to. Like unadulterated bliss. Yes. Yes. Because it puts us in right relationship, not only with him, but with, with each other. With everyone. Yes. And, and. At the bottom of our desires within our heart, what we really want is peace and joy and relationship and love with others. That's what we want. That's how we're made to be. So it's no wonder, right? No, not at all. And in fact, Jesus gives us an example. He says that the greatest example uh, of love or to show forth our love is when we are willing to lay down our life for another. And this can be kind of deceiving because... I, I think on the surface, all of us jump to, oh, well, like Jesus died on the cross or the martyrs died for being a witness to the faith. But it's not that's not the only version of dying for the faith. And in fact, I think Christ um, intends for us to take not only the, the literal death or martyrdom for the faith, but also to, to interpret it as um, a form of white martyrdom. So if, if a red martyrdom is to shed our blood for the faith, a white martyrdom is is to die to self, to die to selfishness, and to yeah. and to use up our life for love of the other, especially our friends and family, most especially for our spouses uh, and our children. But but to use up, to spend up our life in the service and the love of other people. Well, and I think that I think that brings that to the to the to the fullness, right? That you're you feel good. Right when you give, yeah. Right when you give a gift, usually it feels pretty good, especially if it's something that they like. Yeah. But think about it: the most limited and the most precious gift you have to give, and I have to give, is our time. Yeah, our very selves. Because the only thing we have on this earth is time, and a limited it's, amount. It, it's the only yeah. truly limited thing that we have. Like our, 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 God's love for us is unlimited. Our, our love for our family and our love for, for many of the things in this world can really become unlimited. But the most finite thing, the most, the most precious resource that we can focus on giving is our time. And that is to God and that is to others. And then when we do that, Christ is giving us his joy, and the more fully we give that time and that love, right, his command, I command you, love one another, 
and and he's very specific. He didn't say, I chose someone. He said, I chose you. Yes. And that you is a universal you that says, I chose you. And if you do this, if you lay down your life for a friend, and I love what he says specifically in this, he goes, but I, ch- I who chose you and appointed you to go and bear fruit that will remain. Now, when I'm shopping for fruit, there's a lot of rotten fruit yeah. out there. And fruit, any fruit on this earth, when we're talking the actual fruit, like oranges and apples and yeah. all of it's going to spoil. But the fruit that he says, that I who chose you and appointed you to go and bear fruit that will remain. The fruits of us living in this capacity and living man fully alive, right? Bringing this full thing, this thing full circle is fruit that will remain and transcend the time that we've given it. Right, because in the end, the time that we give to relationships ends up being the eternal loving relationships that we will uh, enjoy for eternity. Oh, yeah. It's going to be amazing. Absolutely amazing. So so I've got a... a can, can I give the hippie challenge? <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> please give the hippie challenge. All right, guys. I just want you to go out there. I just want you to love them. I just want to love people and just love everybody. And Christ is calling us to be a Christian hippie this week and go out and love of yourself to others. Be loving to others by giving of yourself. Yeah. And do that in real concrete ways. I mean, Especially those people that are cranky and hard to love, right? Like, yeah. like you make an intention. Say, yeah. okay, well, I'm going to give this person the bender for the doubt. And that can be very loving sometimes. Oh, man. Um, I have like 16 examples coming right in my brain. <laughs> so the challenge for this week is to go out and love with, with and this is the big one, right? The, the hardest part about loving is seeking something in return for the love that you show. Yeah. So this challenge this week is to love freely, faithfully, fully. And if you do those three Fs, right. the fruitfully will come. And the fruits that come from that will remain and sustain in life. Mike, I have to say you are definitely the hippie of my commune. Awesome. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, so uh, just to kind of wrap it up, you know, this week is certainly about... Um, Allowing God's love to shine through us that we may experience his joy in our life and go out and love others. And and really, if we bring these two challenges from last week and this week together, if we are practicing the prayer of presence, then that will allow us to better experience God's joy and allow him to be the model for which we go out and love others. Um, allowing Jesus to teach us through his presence that we may love others. So hopefully uh, those are fruitful challenges to our listeners and uh that y'all y'all grow along with us incrementally every week uh through these challenges and and reflections and realize that holiness and and this this concept of manfully alive the glory of god is manfully alive you're not going to become fully alive overnight this isn't a light switch moment like we have saints that have spent their entire lives pursuing the lord only to achieve union with him in their in their you know 60s and 70s and 80s yeah you know so the, the This isn't an overnight process, but the joy can be experienced on a daily basis when you unite yourself with this piece of it. So do you mind if 
I, I close this in prayer? Please, please, yeah, yeah, take it away. All right, in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. God, you, you call us to remain in your love and to keep your commandments that if we do so, if, if we love one another, that you will call us. You will call us to joy and, and, and the joy so that your joy may be in us and that your joy may be complete. And we are desiring complete joy because we have so few examples of authentic and complete joy, God. So I just ask that as we put ourselves out there, in, in this place of risk that is outside of our comfort zone to be these examples of joy and be these examples that don't exist visibly in the world around us, that you just be with us and that when we call your name, Jesus, that you arrive and dwell with us as we desire fully to dwell with you. And we ask all this uh, through Christ our Lord. Amen. So for Man Fully Alive podcast, my name is Mike with a mic. And I'm Deacon Nick. Thank you guys for tuning in. Have a great week.